I don't care about the Eagles. You don't care about the Eagles. But I do care that the Philadelphia Inquirer yesterday reported that the NFC champs are immensely unlikely to utilize their franchise tag on any of their voluminous pending free agents. This, this could be something. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Javon Hargrave, you might have heard, is going to be a free agent. Javon Hargrave, you might have heard, seen, or read, could be the most attractive of all of the free agents that are out there. Could end up being the biggest ticket guy. I've seen him ranked in most people's top 10 as it relates to the free agent class. I've seen one outlet, Pro Football Focus, had him ranked as the number two overall free agent. Now, that means, obviously, somebody somewhere is going to put up a whole ton of money for Javon. Might even be Philly. Who knows? They certainly expressed an interest in keeping him. Why wouldn't they? But then when they did, it was a team official who followed that with the obligatory sounding statement about how, well, we'd like to keep all our guys, but we can't keep everyone. It's one of those dead giveaways that they've already made up their minds that he's not the one where their money is going to go to or where their cap space is going to go to. So it feels like it's about to be open market season on a player the Steelers know and love, and I mean love, in addition to a player who plays exactly the position at which they most dramatically need to upgrade immediately, immediately. They can get by at other positions with younger guys getting better, whatever. That's not there. That's not there on the D-line. That is the one and only reason, by the way, that I've advocated for at least negotiating with Larry Ogunjobi to see whether or not he'd be open to staying. But if you have a choice between Hargrave and Ogunjobi, with all due respect to Larry uh-uh, no. Okay, Hargrave is your guy, in addition to the fact that he's a healthier individual than Larry O has been over the last couple of years. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. For anyone who hasn't followed Javon since he went to Philly, he's now 30 years old, but he's also coming off his very best season as a pro. 60 tackles, 11 sacks. He got it done in defending the run. He got it done in rushing the passer. Uh, He's become more complete. He's become more well-rounded. If you'll recall early on in his time in Pittsburgh, and he would talk about this openly, he saw himself as more of just a pass rusher guy who would kind of slide through and dive through blockers to make a play, but he wasn't all that sound at everything else. Now he is. He is all of that. 
And if you put him next to Cam Hayward and you go with two down linemen in a sub package, which is what the Steelers do most of the time anyway, you have solved one massive problem in one fell swoop. For those who haven't heard me tell this story before, the Steelers never wanted to lose Hargrave. They were running really low on cap space. And it was Andy Weidel, of all people, I've been told, when he was with the Eagles, who pushed Philadelphia management like crazy to go get this guy. Go get him. Go get him. Just outbid them. Outbid them. The Steelers made what they considered to be a very competitive offer, even in the scope of what he ended up getting from Philly. And they fell short. The Eagles putting out three years and $39 million. And at the time, you'll remember this too, a lot of us were like, whoa, gross overpay there. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. And neither will his next contract be that. That's the problem. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that's all you've been waiting for through this whole segment to this point was like, when is he going to talk about how the Steelers don't have that kind of space? Well, nobody does. Okay. Nobody has an average of 18 million, 19 million, which is what it's going to take. I don't think you're going to see this player hit the 20 million average annual value mark. Uh, he's not a quarterback. And he's not in his 20s. So I do think it, it's going to be reasonable, at least in that sense. But if you look at what Javon would be making, if it is 18 or 19, and that, by the way, is where almost everybody is predicting he'll be, then in addition to the cap space that you do have, and the Steelers have more cap space than they do most off-seasons, you're going to have to get creative. In other words, you're going to have to say, listen, we're going to do whatever, whatever's necessary to sign Hargrave, you know, as long as it's under $20 million. We're going to find a way to bring this player to address the single biggest need we have. Along the way, we're not going to sign Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi was probably going to cost you around eight or nine, maybe even ten. So half of that money is already accounted for. What you really need to do is to come up with the other half. And you got to do it at somebody's expense or some position's expense. Because remember that you also got to sign Cam Sutton. Absolutely have to sign Sutton. That is not optional. If you don't sign Sutton, Forget everything I'm even talking about here, okay? He is the number one priority on defense in terms of signing your own guys. And I feel almost as strongly about signing Terrell Edmonds. Uh, you're not going to get the one-year whatever deal with him this time. It's going to cost something. As he went out and showed himself, but he especially showed the Steelers what his value is to them and as being Minka Fitzpatrick's safety partner. Now, what happens to inside linebacker? That, I think, is where the sacrifice ends up getting made. Because I don't see the Steelers uh, going after Tremaine Edmonds. I, in fact, probably am still leaning toward the Bills just keeping Edmonds through a franchise tag. But if you've got a chance to get a Hargrave... And you almost had a chance to have him all along. And you really, really, really want him back. 
go get him. Not because it's a familiar face or name or got to have the band back together or whatever else here. It's because he is what he is at that position. And the Steelers' entire front will take on a very different look and feel if he's there. You can't say that, I believe, about almost any other free agent that's out there, including anyone at inside linebacker. But hey, that's why they have a draft, right? When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Jimmy, who says, how about a one-year show-me contract for Bud Dupree? Because I'm afraid if you give him a long-term deal, he'll go back to the old Bud, missing tackles and running past the quarterback again. He didn't put it together in Pittsburgh until his contract year. Um, You know, there's some truth in what you say there, Jimmy. My, my, my reflex here is to go, wait a second, that's not right. But there's there's some stuff that you've said in there that I'll agree with. He didn't put it all together until his contract year in Pittsburgh. That is accurate. He did used to overrun the quarterback all the time. That's also accurate. In fact, if Bud was sitting here right now listening to your question, he'd agree with both of those. However, the reason that Bud stopped overrunning the quarterback wasn't that he was in a contract year. It was that he got smarter, he got better, he became a lot more composed. Bud plays a an unusual style of edge rusher. He is not only good at, but he's asked to be a disruptor above and beyond anything else. Bud can take humans and throw them across the room. That's that's his value. That had been his value to the Steelers. His first four years here. TJ Watt, I've told this story on this show before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's pertinent. TJ once pulled me aside at a training camp session, after a training camp session, and started talking about the impact that Bud has on him. And this was back when everybody was saying the same stuff about Bud that you were. And he'd either... I don't know, seen, heard, or read something that I'd said in that regard, and he came to correct me. Now, that doesn't mean he's right and I'm wrong, just because he's TJ and I'm not, but in this case, he actually was, and I never have any kind of problem admitting something like that, because he went through schemes, he went through concepts, he went through some of the things that were getting told to Bud to do. And Bud went and did them, and Bud was mayhem. He was human mayhem out there. And it wasn't until that last year that they basically found a way to put some kind of brakes on the Tasmanian Devil approach. And they made a priority when it came to Bud of two things. A, don't run past the quarterback. B, be way more conscious, way more conscious of sealing the edge on the run. And guess what happened that year? Everything, everything. He was able to create the mayhem. 
he was able to get to the quarterback, and he was able to seal the edge. And he became really good at the latter, and no one gave him credit for it. So you're free to feel about Bud as you want. My feeling is that if he has a clean bill of health, he's going to get a real contract. And the Steelers won't be in any kind of position to put forth a prove-it deal, as you put it. Because there are 31 other teams, well, 30 really, the Titans are out, that can get involved in this. And when they do, it's not going to be, well, my prove-it deal is better than Cleveland's prove-it deal. No, it's going to have to be a real deal. I think he's worth it. If, if he's healthy. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 